Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called The NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoy today's episodes. To access the testimonials, there are two ways. There's a testimonial page with the full quotes, and then there is a slideshow on the home page with excerpts of the longer ones and the short ones. On the last uh image of the testimonial quote with Julia's quote, you can click on it and it will take you to the testimonial page where it shows you all of them with the full quoted testimonials. I did it that way because I wanted it to be easier to read on the homepage since some of them were a little longer than a testimonial usually is. And then I wanted to make sure that you could see the whole testimonial on the testimonial page. So I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, you can email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com and I will try to show you how to access it. Thank you. Hope you're having a good weekend. Bye. Hi, so today's topic will be NLD traveling and making friends. But before I start on that, I wanted to make an announcement and let you know that I just became an ambassador for the NBLB project recently. And basically, an ambassador helps promote the NBLB project, writes blogs for them, and also helps promote their fundraisers and also helps advocate for NBLD more. And I wanted to do this because I wanted to help the NBLD project more and in a different way than I already am through the podcast and by donating money to them through the podcast. And I also wanted to get the podcast out there to people in a different way through the NVLD project. And I wanted to thank the NVLD project for selecting me to be an ambassador because I feel honored to be one and also because of my age and uh, just, you know, being having another accompl- accomplishment to add 
to my experience makes me feel good. And just wanted to take a moment to thank them for selecting me and uh, letting them know that I will do my best to be a good ambassador for them. And I hope they're okay with me mentioning that on the podcast. So like I said earlier, today's topic is traveling and making friends and talking about how that relates to Emily. So have you ever had challenges with making friends, had challenges in social situations, or with trying to navigate in a different country? I know I have. We'll be discussing those main topics today. So I've had the advantage of being able to travel the world since I was six years old because my family homeschooled me before college. It was an online charter school that I was in before college. We visited at least one new country a year. As a result, I have visited 25 countries before I turned 25. This traveling gave me a broad worldview because I saw first and third world countries, so I was exposed to both first and third world problems. The article I would like to use is from the NVLD project and is titled How I Enjoy Traveling with NVLD by Anna, who is also a ambassador of the NVLD project. And she has dreamed about making the world a better place for people who think differently her whole life. She has worked as a newspaper reporter and in supported employment with community mental health to achieve these goals. When not writing her blog, This NVLD Life, she enjoys going on adventures with her husband and their cat, Mia. Anna is, like I said, a project social ambassador for the NVLD project. <clears throat> so here's the quote from the article. It was a great experience, but it was challenging as an nvld -er. One challenge was spending the whole week in those fairly large groups where only a few were friends of mine and most I had only first met in trip planning meetings, which meant I didn't have any social downtime. By college, I had turned a corner and becoming pretty social, but I realized I still needed some time each day or at least every couple of days to recharge, especially when spending 24 seven all week with lots of people I had not gotten to know yet. My therapist once described me as an extrovert with NVLD. <laughs> I can understand that. No matter how much I enjoy people, I still need to process things. Somehow I still seem to make it out fine on these trips and they were still worth the challenges." End quote. So basically what Anna was describing there were some trips she did in college, if I'm remembering correctly from the article, and she, or maybe it was after college, I would have to go back to the article to remember that piece. But they were trips that she did and she was with people in a social situation that she was for a short period of time and the people might be people that were there before or new people. And so it was a little tricky for her because of NVLD, but also because the people weren't always the same people there. And 
I can relate to her because of the good amount of traveling I've done with my family. And I've had challenges with making friends, excuse me, when I was in different countries because I wasn't sure if I was going to see them again. But if you don't see them again, they and they ghost you, then that's not bad since you won't see them again. I did learn from the Dalai Lama that the best way to make a difference in the world is to travel and make friends. And I think we've done that in each country we've been to. And yes, I did meet the Dalai Lama when I was eight years old when we were in Italy. That was pretty cool. Um, so, and he said that saying to us, travel and make friends. When my brother asked him a question, how to make a difference in the world, basically what was the best way to make a difference in the world was what he asked. And he was, he, the Dalai Lama's answer was to travel and make friends. And I, like I said beforehand, I think we've done that in every country we've been to. So the, this is another quote from Anna's article. The last time I went on a plane was 2016. I hadn't flown since 2006 at that point. Also, it was my first time flying alone. I was 34, but still there were a lot of NVLD related challenges that you need to process when you travel alone and cannot rely on others. I love airports and flying because traveling makes me feel so excited. I can just feel the energy of the excitement of the adventure I'm about to go on in those environments, but they're also challenging to navigate with NVLD, at least with my specific weaknesses. An error in figuring out where you are going could lead you to missing a flight. You can't turn back on a plane or even once you arrive at the airport, in most cases, when you remember you forgot something. You can't be prepared for what things are going to be like at the terminal you land in because you have never been there before. The stakes feel really high, so I have, so, sorry, so I leave early and give myself a lot of space to think about where I'm going. I plan ahead before I leave, end quote. So I can relate to this second quote from Anna. Also because I remember when I studied abroad in Norway, that was my first solo trip in 2017. I was a little afraid and nervous because it was my first time traveling by myself. But I only got lost once, and this was when I was in Norway, on the public transportation system there because I took the wrong direction, but I quickly fixed it by getting off at the next stop and taking the right line. And I realized that I had taken the wrong direction when I was realizing, oh, they're not saying the right stops. Ah, can't go in the right direction. So I quickly fixed it. I also had challenges there with making friends because I wasn't sure if I would see them again, like I said earlier. But I realized that I should still make friends because it would be nice to have people to do things with while I was there. And you never know who you may run into when you're traveling. 
It's also challenging to be in a new country because of the language barrier sometimes, but not always. I think nowadays many people speak English, so that's helpful. We did have a saying when we would travel, well, they speak English there. <laughs> this basically meant we should be able to get by with only knowing the basics of the native language. This was helpful because it made it easier to learn the language and consequently you could learn fewer words and not have to worry so much about the other ones unless you wanted to learn more. I remember when we went to Spain, we confused Italian with Spanish because they're very similar, but I think somehow the Spanish knew that part. <laughs> um, another great thing about traveling is that you can learn more about the culture of the place and broaden your worldview. That definitely happened to me when I went to South Africa and compare the way they live to the way Americans live. I was exposed to poverty for the first time at age 12 in Africa. I knew what it was before then, but not how extreme it could be and what it looked like. This exposure helped me to appreciate things I have in my life way more. I learned to share more, not take things for granted, live more freely, have more guts in my life. I still live with the, by these principles. I am a very determined person and put my all into everything I do. I share what I have with more people that I know more freely because I want to leave their life, sorry, lift their life up and help them improve it. What I'm trying to say by that is I want to help that person by lifting their life up, which means not just giving them money and then walking away, but trying to give them something that they're going to, that's going to have a more impact on them. Like what's a good example. So when we were in Africa, what we did, we were, we were building schools there and we were building schools because that community in Laguan way, I guess I said that correctly, needed schools to be able to have the children to learn better so that they didn't have to learn in a dark brick building or outside when it was raining. And the buildings that they had were leaking because of the roofs being thatch roofs and having holes in them. So we built schools that had better roofs and better foundations with the native people helping us and one of the experiences i had over there that i've talked about on this podcast before is realizing what jobs over there women can do and what jobs men can do and i broke the rule over there by doing one of the men's jobs mixing cement and I was using a shovel and one of the native, one of the Africans took my sh shovel away. I took it back, shook my head no, and said no. And I was very defiant and basically was trying to tell them, you can't do that. I'm going to keep doing this. And they 
we were also doing in a circle formation with the mixing of the cement and they were trying to make the circle smaller and push me up the men I was the only woman doing it and I didn't let them push me out I stood my ground and stayed in the circle I knew what they were trying to do even though I was only 12 years old um, and didn't let them take advantage of me and not let them you know help them out and show that woman can do anything that a man can do even though it's in a different country um, I think it probably shocked them a lot and surprised them but that was one of the things that I did over there and I also appreciate more what I have because I know I have easier access to the bare necessities of life than others do on this planet and that was something else I learned when I was there because I saw that people there don't they eat very basic things like beans and rice and meat if they can get it and if they have money for it and they cook it over an open fire pit and in a pot and because they don't have stoves and um, very simple meals and <laughs> this might sound gross but they also eat rats that they cook and then they they cook them by putting a stick through them and cooking them over the open fire um, we didn't eat any of those because we wanted to be safe and healthy um, but it just opened my eyes to a way a new way of appreciating things and a new way of seeing how people live and um, realizing that not everybody has the same access to things and the same ease of that access they had to walk for miles to get water and the water wasn't always clean and wasn't purified like our water and they had to carry it back in buckets on their heads and walk back the miles that they came to get it um, and they had to do the same for getting sand for mixing the cement and the water was for mixing the cement so you know I don't know if anything has changed since I've been there but it if it has it probably hasn't changed that much and but I, I hope it has changed in it and I hope it's been made easier for them because they, they need easier lives and they need to be able to have easier access to the bare necessities to shelter to food and to finance and to um, water and um, yeah so as I wrap up I hope you learned something new today and were able to pass it on to someone else you know also that others like me and all the years still have these challenges today please let me know what challenges you have experienced when traveling by commenting on this episode on livingwithnld.com emailing me at livingwithnld 
at gmail.com or a comment on YouTube, please. And by the way, there is a new feature on Anchor where you can make questions, and I will be making a question on the episodes now with that goes with the topic of the episode. So I will put that question with the episode and you can answer it if you would like to. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next Friday. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you, my audience. Please know that just because I have a podcast doesn't mean that I'm perfect in every way and don't make mistakes. I make them every day and try to learn from them. I hope that this podcast helps you feel included, not alone, inspired, safe, and encouraged to make your life a little easier for you every day or chance you have the opportunity to. I would like to hear from you especially if you have topics that you would like to know more about relating to NLD. I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. Also, please email me if you would want to be interviewed on this podcast or if you need support with something related to NLD. I'm always happy to help in any way I can. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you next Friday. Bye.